trails to the road to the track. If it's running, you'll find it right here on Trail Tales ARP. Run wild. Welcome to Trail Tales ARP, a running podcast. I'm your host, Sean Sobon, and this is going to be our holiday edition of Trail Tales ARP. It is mid-December, mid to late December. Christmas is just around the corner, and it is the season for giving. It is a season for loving everybody around you, and it's a season of hope. And I can't think of a better guest to have on this edition then Russell, the runner, Russell is coming off a great, another great fundraising uh, ultra marathon that he did. We're going to talk about that and some of the great, uh, great achievements Russell's hit this year in 2021 uh, when it comes to his running. Russell, good to talk to you again, buddy. Welcome to the show. It's a pleasure, an absolute pleasure to be back on with you, Sean, and thank you yet again for having me. Oh man, it's always great to talk to you. It's always great to kind of see what you're up to because you're you're always up to something, Russell. And and last month in November, um, you started another fundraising event, and and you kind of do these quite frequently because you're always looking to to use your running for good to help to help the greater community out there, which is which is amazing, and uh, very fitting for this time of year as well too. So you put yourself through another. Um, another long, long, grueling run in the efforts to, to raise money for the, it was the kids helpline this year, right? That's correct. Yeah. Or this, this month. (laughs) Yes. Last month, November 13th, uh, the ultra marathon, uh, was in support of a incredibly critical, uh, organization and kids help phone. Yeah. And I think that's, um, that's such a worthy cause, especially uh, with, you know, things that are going on right now in the climate and mental health, um, you know, issues on the rise, especially for our kids. Um, you know, my kids just left school for the Christmas break and, you know, we're all worried now. Are they going to get to go back, right, and see their friends and, and live that kind of normal life and going to school and seeing their friends? So, you know, for you to kind of um, raise funds for an organization that is is helping kids who are struggling, um, you know, with mental health and all those other things, um, you know, I can't think of a better better cause right now, especially. So, uh, you used to do a little bit of work with them as well, didn't you? That's correct. I worked uh, with them in 2018. I was their coordinator uh, for a national Canada-wide event, the Walk So Kids Can Talk, presented by BMO, uh, which was a fantastic professional experience for me. And uh, so I had, I have many great relationships with the staff at Kids Health Phone, including the president and CEO. And um, clearly, I I've always had a great admiration for their work and. For having, uh, for having worked with them in the past and seen the, the impact of their work firsthand, it made it incredibly easy to uh, choose them as a charity for the ultramarathon. Your route for the marathon, let's get into the details as to uh, where you were going to run, how you were going to run it, what your original goal was. Absolutely. So the goal distance was 125 kilometers and the, the original route uh, plan was to start in Fenelon Falls, going north to Kinmount, which is 31 kilometers, 
and all of the route is on the Victoria Rail Trail. So 31 kilometers north to Kinmount, then reversing that back south, 31 kilometers back into Fenelon uh, at kilometer 62, and then to head further south to Lindsay at the two marathon point, kilometer 84, to go through Lindsay uh, a couple of miles down to the, the Victoria Rail Trail, which extends towards Bethany. Uh, but to turn around just south past of Lindsay, um, back up to Lindsay uh, to the original entrance where I came off, and then back to Fenelon uh, was the goal. I, I I struggled with many issues. The ultra marathon, the the most prevalent issue being boulder legs from the cold temperatures. Uh, it was an incredible pleasure to, and I was incredibly. Uh, I greatly appreciated having an interview from Global News at kilometer 62 uh, to provide uh, media coverage for Kids Help Phone and the cause. I will say that with that interview, stopping for 25 minutes at kilometer 62 certainly seized up my legs quite a bit. But obviously, I was incredibly happy to do the interview and um, and to provide that uh, media coverage and uh, and awareness for Kids Help Phone. And so in the end, I, I made it 101 kilometers just over that. Uh, and uh, it was an incredible journey. And um, yeah, at that point, my legs had become uh, as stiff as they had ever been. <laughs> no kidding, eh? So this is this is even uh, comparing to you did the the Halliburton uh, race too, which is, which right here was was a very grueling race, lots of lots of elevation and rock and, yes. and roots to deal with. So your legs were worse off on the rail trail on this run compared to Halliburton. Yes, they were by far. I didn't deal with any stiffness at the Halliburton Forest Ultra, despite uh, as you say so wisely that incredible elevation. Um, and to have traveled 81 kilometers and over 7,500 feet of elevation in Halliburton was certainly a life-changing experience. I, I, didn't, um, I didn't have any prior trail elevation experience. In fact, all of my training for that was on flat rail trail. So <laughs> I certainly surprised myself with what I could do on trail. And I'm looking forward to actually in 2022 training on the trails and and to uh, see how much further I can make it, given that uh, incredible journey uh, without any prior uh, trail experience uh, in terms of elevation. Yeah, oh, Russell, that's incredible, man, to to be able to do that. Um, you know, some people might say it's a little bit crazy, but uh, <laughs> you keep you keep pushing the limits. That's what you're all about is is pushing your limits, pushing your boundaries, and and seeing what your body can accomplish. And uh, I mean, so far, it's 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 nothing short of amazing as to what you've accomplished so far. So kudos to you for that. But yeah, so back to the Victoria Rail Trail. So you had this interview with Global News. You're going to have to send me the link. I know I had watched the interview, but to send me the link. I'll put it into the show notes. So everybody can watch it. I'll probably throw it up on, on the Trail Tales YouTube channel as well, because that's pretty cool. And, you know, you can always donate to uh, to the Kids Helpline anyways, right? doesn't have to be through your running or anything. So Absolutely. So I'm actually, I still haven't, even though we're just over a month after the event, I haven't quite reached my fund, my fundraising goal of $5,000. Okay. It's around $4,200. So uh, if anyone's able to donate um, to reach that fundraising goal of $5,000 for Kids Help Phone, that would be greatly appreciated. 
Okay. Awesome. I didn't know that Russell. So we'll, I'll put a link up in the show notes as well for that so they can get uh, some donations. So you hopefully uh, some of our listeners can, can pitch in. That'd be greatly appreciated. And if you're able to share it with your network, that would be, uh, that would mean the world to me as well. Absolutely. Absolutely, man. I will, I will do that for you for sure. So the weather has been up and down as it usually is in Canada back, back in November, when you were doing this, what, what were the conditions like for you weather-wise? So the temperature when I started at 6 a.m. was three or four degrees. Okay. So it was quite cold. Um, I didn't check the temperatures throughout the day too much, but it was a similar temperature. It was always fairly cold. Um, I always wore a jacket um, to put it into perspective because I needed that to stay warm. Um and yeah, so guaranteed the temperature was never above 10 degrees. That would even be, um, yeah, I would even say it, was, it wasn't it was at any point above eight degrees. It was always okay. fairly cold yeah. because it's mid-November. <laughs> yeah. Did you, was, I guess there wasn't much snow. There wasn't any snow, thankfully. No. no. Yeah. Okay. And were the, was, the, was the trail frozen or was there like, were there puddles and mush and stuff like that? There weren't puddles on that day no okay um and there yeah it wasn't frozen but it was certainly cold generally. yeah okay yeah. so and what about the wind did you have high winds no there were no wind issues um yeah i never had to push through any winds that were significant that's good because i can uh <laughs> that's the one thing that uh, that uh, can really make a run miserable is as a strong headwind most definitely. I have had to deal with that before, as I'm sure you have as well. And it's, oh, yeah. that's always a big challenge. Yeah, absolutely. So so overall, not, I mean, cold, but not too bad. Obviously, you've, you've probably run in worse running all year outdoors in Canada. So, I mean, I guess you kind of had that on your side. Um, so did you run into any issues during the run other than, you know, your legs seizing up after doing that interview with uh, Global News? Uh, I wasn't... <laughs> Fueling wasn't going quite as well as I was hoping it to. I'm still, I know in our previous podcast after uh, my May 110K ultramarathon, um, uh, fueling was a much more significant issue on that day. It was still to a good extent an issue on this day. I need to figure out um, nutritionally what I need to be successful in these longer endeavors. Okay. Um, it seems that my body can hold up to around a hundred kilometer point, clearly having eclipsed that three times now, thankfully. Um, but I need to, in order to continue growing distance wise in the sport, I need to dial in my nutrition in terms of what will work for me. And, um, that's going to take a lot of practice and, um, certainly at a few points throughout the journey, I was feeling depleted and, I have to find a way to, uh, I have to figure out what type of fuel works for me and, and what mm -hmm. will keep me feeling stronger as I push for longer hours. Yeah. Um, have you ever considered looking at uh, speaking with a coach or somebody to kind of help um, speed up the process for you instead of doing a lot of trial and error? I've actually spoken with my friend, uh, Jonathan Garcia. Well, so he wouldn't be my coach. He's a marathoner. Uh, yeah. But he, he suggested that as well. Um, and I know, uh, I know a couple beyond incredible athletes, um, 
John Pockler, uh, and Kip Arledge, who both have set F, uh, at different times, of course, they both had the FKT for the Bruce Trail, 900 kilometers. Wow. And um, I asked John if he would consider coaching me. I, he hadn't got back to me yet, but um, uh, certainly he's been phenomenally successful in the sport. Um, uh, so it would be great if he could coach me. I, I don't know anyone here locally. I, it's still been hard during the pandemic to meet anyone. So, yeah. um, yeah, I'll, I'll have to keep looking. Uh, certainly having a coach would help. For sure. You know, I've got somebody in mind, um, Hannah Sign, who uh, runs Town Fitness here in Shelburne. She's an ultra runner. Um, she's a running coach, uh, very experienced, uh, tons of running experience. Uh, she's run Boston. So I'm going to I'm going to reach out to her on your behalf and see if she's willing to kind of have a chat with you, maybe and, and do some stuff. It's really good stuff. Um, That's amazing. Thank yeah. you. Sean. I'm actually connected with Hannah. Perfect. Um, we're connected on I haven't met her personally, but we're connected on Strava. I was actually even commenting on her Strava post this week. And uh, okay. Yeah. Yes. Hannah, Hannah's amazing. She's, she's, uh, she's a great runner. She's a great person. She even does, um, Monday night run club is back at town fitness. It's, it's, uh, just local in town in Shelburne here. It's for any runner, regardless of experience or age. And, uh, so it's Mondays at 6 PM. I've been kind of going out there and what, what, what's really great about it is, uh, she's incorporated Canacross into the run club. So, my little group of canacrossers, I did uh, learn a canacross program in the fall. So we've been kind of going out and, and getting in on some runs with them as well around town. So it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun, great people. And they just did a, a Christmas run around town too. So they all got dressed up with all their, their lights and everything. And it was good stuff. That's amazing. Piper and Luna must be having the best time. Oh yeah. Yeah. Right now it's like our, our peak running season, right? snow on the ground um and just cold temperatures they love it they can be out there for hours in the cold they're uh they're cold weather dogs for sure and well you're strong so you uh them guiding you and you holding on to them those dynamics just work out Smash yeah you, perfect you know what there, there have been some scary moments uh lately as, as luna's developed and grown uh through her training she's really um turned out to be a very motivated and uh high drive runner and puller and uh man she can she can go like even piper sometimes has a hard time keeping up with her so i've been taking luna out on her own every once in a while too just to let her really really rip it, you know, cause she just, she loves to go and I'm always putting the brakes on for her cause she'll just go, go, go. So, uh, you know, when I get into racing, she's going to be my race dog for sure. Hyper's going to be like my long, slow training dog. Luna's going to be my get up and go dog. <laughs> it's nice how you've been able to learn those dynamics. And I, that, that certainly would be, I, I I'm in admiration of you for that because that would be just difficult to, because they set the pace and then you have to, obviously there's, there's a lot of communication there in terms of oh, certainly. what will work. Yeah, certainly there is. And, uh, you know, once we get into the groove, it's always a little bit hectic at the beginning because they just got all this energy and they're so excited to get out there. But, you know, once we get into around, you know, get into like our first kilometer or two, then they kind of settle in we get a nice pace going and stuff. So, yeah, I still got to get you hooked up to one of the dogs, buddy, to try it out. <laughs> I'd love to try it. I don't know how effective I would be at that, but it'd be neat to try. Oh yeah, I'll be I'll be there to, to guide you along, man. It'll be good. It would be good. So anyways, less about me and my dogs and more about you, Russell. So
Hey, Sawyer. Yeah? What if I told you you could have a bouncy castle for your next birthday party? <gasps> That'd be amazing. What if I told you I could get snow cones for your birthday? And cotton candy? Mm -hmm. And hot dogs? Yummy. Well, guess what? If I call Matt from Matt's Party Rental Supplies, I could get all of those things for your next birthday party. <gasps> Would that be awesome? Yeah. Okay, well, write this number down. It's 647-676-5334. Matt's Party Rental Supplies. That's cool. You're, you're close to getting your $5,000 goal for the fundraising. Hopefully uh, here at Trail Tales and our audience, we can help you out with that, which will be great. And, you know, moving on beyond your, your uh, charitable endeavors, you've had a very remarkable year in terms of your mileage that you've run. We talked about it, you know, I think your first time on the show and we talked about your, your mileage early on in the year and you're going at a really good pace. And we're here near the end of the year and you've, done some remarkable things. I know you're a math guy, so you've broken it all down and everything. So, so let's get into your numbers, man. Uh, so I couldn't have ever imagined this when I started running just over three years ago, but I'm incredibly grateful and uh, beyond words, happy that I've eclipsed over the equivalent of a hundred marathons run this year. And I reached it just last weekend and it was incredibly special. Um, uh, it's it's hard to put into words um, when you reach that milestone in one second after devoting thousands of minutes this year to this beautiful sport of running. That's, that's amazing. That's amazing. So over a hundred marathons in a year, 4,200 kilometers, man, over. Incredible. And you're still walking around, <laughs> no limping or anything. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm doing well. Yeah. I I'm so grateful and, uh, um, yeah, I feel it strong. I may go for a run today. That's awesome. Have you, have you incorporated rest into running or are you, are you, are you doing like a run streak? How's that going? Like, do you, do you have scheduled days off or are there days that you still, I'm not going to run today. I, so I'm, I've never been one for run streaks, although, I can certainly understand why someone would be those. Like I know uh, one of my friends, she did over well over 500 days, which was phenomenal. Um, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, she nearly reached 600 days, which is absolutely incredible. Um, but yeah, I've never been one for uh, run streaks. I, I have incorporated strength training, which has helped me a lot. Um, I got a barbell. And I, I do some overhead presses, squats, lunges. Uh, I also have some resistance bands. So I'll do some resistance band lateral raises or pulls. And that certainly uh, increased my strength and my uh, ability to uh, reach this special milestone this year. That's great. Yeah, strength training is something that that is so important. I've actually kind of followed the same path as you. And um I got back into the gym. Like I've been doing a lot of stuff at home, but I wanted to get a little bit more, uh, more access to heavier weights and stuff like that. Right. So I, uh, I started going to town fitness of course. And, um, yeah, I've, I've noticed a big difference even just the past two months, uh, with the strength training I've been doing and getting out on the runs. Um, 
I felt better on the runs. I'm able to keep up with the dogs a little bit better. I've noticed my, you know, the, you know, you have your smart watches on and your VO two max, they give you the predictive thing. Those numbers are going up now. And I think it's because of those, you know, those, those higher intensity efforts in the gym, um, you know, and just, uh, strengthening up, strengthening up the joints and the bones and the muscles and everything. And, and just being, being better capable of uh, performing better. So, um, definitely all good things. I haven't had any injury issues. Um, yeah, strength training is good and it's fun. I've, I've really enjoyed being back in the gym and, and doing that as well. Definitely. I was always, you know, your prototypical skinny runner, but then I realized with the intense mileage I was doing, strength training just becomes necessary. And that's awesome to hear that you've been getting back in the gym. I just go in my back garage over here. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't, because obviously I'm not on a farm. Uh, so, you know, I, you know, I think that's fantastic that you have actually access to a gym and all of the equipment there. I just have one barbell and a couple of dumbbells, so I'm yeah. not doing anything like you, but, um, yeah, it's, it's certainly, there's no undermining the importance of strength training. Absolutely. And the beauty of it is Russell is you, you can, you know, if you don't have access to a gym, you can do it in your backyard or in the shed or wherever, or in your basement or in your bedroom, you don't really need that much stuff. And it all depends on what your goals are. And, um, you know, I had been working out in my garage for years and then I just got to the point where I felt like, you know what, I just want, I want some more weight, right. I want, I want to make a little bit more progress, but, um, you know, so many people have built home gyms during the pandemic and stuff. And I think that's, it's a really great way to go. Um, but you know, for me, there's, there's, there's a little bit more to it than when, when you get into the gym, right. You get, see other people there. And I don't know, I just, I just like the experience. It had been a number of years since I've been into the gym and uh, just happy to be back there. And, you know, it makes me feel young again. <laughs> I, I told Hannah when I saw her, I said, I feel like I'm in my twenties again, lifted these weights. So it's, it's good stuff. And you look um, like you're in your twenties. Ah, thanks. I think the filter might be on there. Maybe that might be. <laughs> no way. <laughs> but uh, yeah, man, it, it, it is uh, really good stuff. And you can get into like specific runner, runner training and things like that. Right. And, and like, for me, I know my hips are, are areas where I need to kind of strengthen and, and do better there. Um, but uh, it's really good. And I don't know. Um, with your workouts, Russell, are you just kind of doing stuff on your own or do you look at things online and do research to figure out what kind of routines you're going to get into? Uh, as you know, I'm a very linear person. I just figured out a couple of different workouts that I like and I yeah. do them on repeat. There you go. <laughs> so typically what I do, well, so this has actually been most days after work. Um, uh, I, I haven't been running much in the evenings after work. I actually live beside a road where cars go 90 to 95 kilometers per hour. So it's not yeah. exactly safe running in the dark, although I have risked it a couple of times. Um, so I find after work at 5 p.m. when it's dark, 95% of the time I've been going back and doing strength training. And uh, typically my routine is uh, 50 reps of, uh, so I'll do five by 10 of overhead press. Um, I'm really, I really love seeing how many reps I can do on the squats. I typically do five by 50 for 250 reps. Um, I really enjoy the lunges. Mm -hmm. uh, I'll do 15 reps of those. Um, and then I just do some, uh, uh resistance band, lateral raises or pulls and 
And so my minimum for a strength training session is always 500 reps. <laughs> wow. So you, you're very rep based kind of in that, in that in endurance um, zone there where you're doing a lot of reps and everything. And just yeah. rotating through the four different exercises to keep yeah. it a little more interesting. Yeah. That seems like a good foundation. And um, if you're ever looking for other inspiration, if you get kind of, you know, fatigued or bored with the routine that you're doing, I would definitely highly recommend this app. You can download it. It's completely free. It's not a plug. I'm not associated with them, but I've been using it for years. It's called the Nike Training Club app. I don't know if I've mentioned it to you before. And this, it, it's a great app. It's completely free. And you can go through different workouts. It's organized based on you know body weight workouts, minimal equipment, full gym equipment workouts. You can do endurance, strength training, all those types of things. And um, the beauty of it is, it'll show you the workout you can pick um, beginner, intermediate, advanced. So it'll organize the, the movements or the exercises based on what you choose. And if it's telling you to do an exercise and you're like, I'm not sure what this is, there's actually a video of it that plays for about 10 seconds to show you the movement that you're going to be doing. And it will be automatic. So I'll tell you, you know, you're doing this exercise for 30 seconds and then it will beep at the end. And it'll automatically go to the next one. You go. So it takes all the thinking out of it. Sometimes if you just don't want to think about what you're going to do, you just want to follow that. So I, I, I use that quite frequently. Um, it's really good. You can do, you can work out as little as, you know, they have 10 to 15 minute workouts, or you can go right up to like, you know, 45 minute workouts with the app. So that's interesting. Thank you for bringing that up. I've actually had another friend of mine, uh, her name's Janelle and she was suggesting, um, uh, some other different program. Um, one of the things I have is I don't have internet connection back in my garage. Yeah. So I can't watch videos or anything like so, that. It's it's quite boring back there. <laughs> I hear you. Now the other the other great feature of this app is you can if you're in the house you've got your Wi-Fi set up, you can download the workouts. So you don't actually need to okay. be online to watch them. So if you have one that you want to do, you just go inside, download it and then take it back to the shed and you can you can play it. Okay, that's what I would need then. Yeah. Because I've been trying to figure out uh, how to get workouts uh, or strength training workouts going in this house, but it's it's kind of difficult just based on the setup of the house. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it sounds so, like this Nike Training Club got you covered, buddy. Yeah, you're well, welcome. Thank you for bringing. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate it. Sounds good. Yeah, yeah. If you use it, you gotta let me know what you think. Um, just to change things up every once in a while, too, right? Because you know, back in my weightlifting days and stuff, you have to, sometimes you hit these plateaus with your training and you need to change it, change it up, right? Give the body a different challenge. Same thing with running, right? Even when you're running, you want to change your, you're not always going to do long, slow runs, although that might be the majority of your training. You want to get some interval stuff in there, some speed work stuff in there as well, right? Just to give your Most body definitely. Actually, that bit of a challenge. I was doing, I was doing um, just a few, uh, a little bit speedier five mile runs. Yeah. Yeah. Just because I think now is a good time of year to do that. I think in the dark in the winter, it's not as appealing to me to, to be doing those long runs uh, in the dark and the cold. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, yeah, exactly. uh, yeah, there's different times of year that make sense for different types of workouts. Yeah, for sure, man. Now, you know, what you could do this year for, for some fun and some giggles is to, uh, not necessarily do the pumpkin run, but you should do a snowman run. Build build a little snowman and run a 10K holding a snowman, buddy, or even just the head of a snowman. <laughs> wouldn't it crumble beneath my it depends, you know, you know, it really depends on the quality of the snow. If you've got good wet snow, you know, you can pack it in tight, you should be fine. You should be fine. 
you know what? That's a great idea. I'll give that a try. I, I literally will try that. It, but yeah, like you're saying, it would need to be fantastic snow. Yeah, you can always add a little water. You can always add a little water to it as well, right? The powder is not going to do you any good. You got to get this nice wet snow for sure. That's an amazing <laughs> idea. I have no clue how you came up with that. But that's incredibly creative. Job. The snowman run. You know, I did years ago before I got into the podcast, I had a blog. It's gone now, but uh, I did the... 12 days of Christmas run. So every day I would do something different on a run. Like, you know, one run, I'm like, hey, I'm going to go make a snow angel or whatever. And we did one year where I made a whole bunch of snowballs with the kids who were at my in-laws and I was running around the property. And every time I would come by them, they would just like, you know, chuck snowballs at me. That was, that was one of the runs that we did. So they got you good. Didn't they? Oh, they did, man. They've got good aim. So, you know, you can have, you can have lots of fun with that. That sounds good. I'm looking forward to giving that a go this winter. That's right, buddy. You got you got your coming. It is. It's it's finally snowing again. Yeah, it was like 15 degrees the other day, and now the snow is back. So I was happy to see that this morning as well. And and so were my dogs. I'm gonna take them out for a nice run after we're done talking today. So it's gonna be good. That's awesome. Yeah. So Russell, 4,200 kilometers this year and counting. (laughs) What can you possibly do in 2022 to kind of eclipse what you've done this year? Well, so for 2022, I've been thinking about it and I, I'm less interested in volume in 2022 and more, I'm more intrigued by just big projects because I do believe that I could have achieved more in a single ultra marathon this year. I was more strategic about how I align my mileage. Um, and so for 2022, I'm looking at a couple of races. And uh, so one of them is I'll be returning to Halliburton for the nice. Halliburton 100. And I'll be certainly doing some specific workouts um, in the trails uh, to, uh, to ensure that I am able to reach that 100-mile distance. I also have a, a great friend of mine. His name is Dale. And he sent me in a, an event that I'm incredibly intrigued by. It's the Fat Dog 120-miler in bc wow going cross country and it's in august yes it's in august it's considered one of the nine toughest ultra marathons in the world and i so this winter i'm going to focus mainly on strength training and just entering the spring um feeling really strong to start putting down some good volume so it it won't be as high volume overall this coming year, but come springtime, I'll be feeling really strong through all the strength training to uh, to to be able to tackle big weeks. And I am very intrigued by this Fat Dog 120 event. I'll 100% be returning to Halliburton, uh, the Forest Ultra, uh, because that was a life-changing experience for me and the community there is so special. Uh, and I met so many wonderful people there. Um, and I just may be signing up for this fat dog 120 event, which is a month before Halliburton, uh, in early August. And, uh, if I do sign up, I know that I'm looking at in a 12 week span, at least 120,000 meters of climbing, which is much different than anything else I've done before, because this fat dog 120 event, it's, it's elevation on the race course is nearly as high as Everest. Wow. Everest is 88, 48 meters. And this race is 
86, 82 meters. So it's about 150 meters shy of Everest in elevation. So I would just need to climb like crazy. And if Dale signs up with me, we're, we're going to go to BC and, and do this event in early August. And it's oh, a 48 hour cutoff for 120 miles. Wow. That's, that's certainly the challenge, man. It's uh it's going to be an interesting year, very different from what you did this year, but uh, yes. you know, um, very challenging as well. Um, you know, they all have their own kind of obstacles that you're going to have to overcome for sure. And it uh, sounds like you got, you've got a good plan moving forward, focus on getting the body strong, um, and ready to, to take on these, uh, these huge races. That's awesome. I've got, I've got some, um, inside information, which I can't divulge, uh, on the show, but once we stop recording, I'll let you know, but my good friends, Jody and Norm have some good announcements coming up uh, for 2022 as well. They are the race directors at Gotta Run Racing. So there might be some things that are interesting to you that are, are they're going to be new and wonderful. So uh, I'll let you know about that. And everybody else, you're just going to have to wait or you can, I'll give them a plug. You go just check out the Gotta Run Racing. Um, just Google them. They've got a website. They've got a podcast as well here in, uh, out of Orangeville, um, just about 20 minutes south of where I am. So uh, great people, great race directors and uh, pretty creative people. So uh, I'll fill you in on that in a little bit, Russell, for sure. But uh, I look forward to hearing all about that. And I'm sure the audience looks forward to hearing about it once the time is appropriate. Absolutely. But listen, Russell, I want to I want to thank you and I want to congratulate you on on you know, your spirit and and you embody the spirit, I think, of the Christmas season throughout the entire year with everything that you kind of do. Um, you're trying to help others through through your running, um, raising funds, and you do it for various causes because you're just you're a very giving person. And I want to commend you on that. Um, you know, we need a lot more people like you out there, especially during these times. So so good on you for that, buddy. Thumbs up there. And um Listen, man, just keep pushing yourself. The sky's the limit for you, Russell. I really enjoy watching your journey and, and seeing everything that you're up to and all these crazy adventures and, and uh, you know, kind of living vicariously through you and all the great things you're doing, man. So so keep it up, buddy. It's been a pleasure talking to you again this time on uh, on the podcast. Thank you so much for all of your kind words, Sean. And I'm looking forward to 2022 and switching up the style. And uh, And it's been such an honor and a privilege to be able to give back uh, this past year and in 2020 as well. Um, uh, it's it's always special to be able to, uh, to, to give back to causes that, that need support. And um, I, I've been very grateful to have the opportunity to do that. Awesome, buddy. Listen, we'll we'll catch up and I want to wish you a happy new year in case I don't talk to you before then. And uh, last thing I'll have to say, Russell, is run wild, my friend. <laughs> Let's keep running wild. <laughs> on to 2022. <laughs> and that's a wrap on another great episode of Trail Tales ARP, a running podcast. Thanks so much, everybody, for your continued support and always listening to the show and, and investing your time and energy uh, with me here. Really do appreciate it. If you want more Trail Tales ARP or if you want to help support our show, uh, please subscribe to us on any podcast uh, player that you listen to. Leave us a review, rate us, follow us on Instagram. Uh, send the show an email, trailtalesarp at gmail.com and tell your friends we'd really appreciate it. Run wild, everybody. We'll catch you next week.